welcome once again to the Lucky Mojo Voodoo Root Work Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. I'm your announcer, Dr. Jeremy White, and in just a moment, we'll be joined by our co-host, Catherine Ironwood of luckymojo.com in Forestville, California, Condraman Ali of thecondraman.com in Mission Viejo, California, and this week we'll be joined by a special guest, Deacon Millet of fouraltars.org in the high desert, California, bringing us today's topic of love in the time of COVID-19. They will take your calls and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection using traditional African-American folk magic practices of voodoo, conjure, or root work as defined and prescribed by the greatest spiritual hoodooists of our time. You can learn a lot just by listening, but if you're selected from among those who have signed up at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and have called into the show, then you'll receive an on-air consultation. We will be going to the phones in just a moment. But first, let's catch up with our co-hosts, Miss Kat and Conjure Man Ali. How are you guys doing today? Well, speaking for myself, I am just fine. But in the chat log where we're all kind of getting ready for the show, I see that Papa G said a 70-mile-per-hour storm just rolled through where he is, which I believe is Nashville, Tennessee, branch Mm. on the chapel, tree in the street. Oh, boy. But Papa G is safe and says, hey, I'm here listening, LOL. So God bless you, Papa G. You made it through a 70-mile-per-hour storm. Wow. All right. Well, um, we're doing just fine, boy. It's just a lovely day here, light wind, uh, northern California, you know, springtime, all is well. The flowers are blooming. All is doing just super fine. Um, We're still on lockdown here, um, but Mm -hmm. we're beginning to um, uh, contemplate coming out of it. Soon, but not yet. We have not been given the okay yet by our county board of supervisors and health department. So we are still doing curbside pickup at the Lucky Mojo. We have people driving all the way from San Francisco to pick up bankers' boxes full of products, but we can't shake their hand. So to all who have made will call orders, thank you for your patience. And... um, we're doing our best to get those will calls filled and, and ready for pickup on the weekends. Everybody who has online orders, um, thank you for your patience. We are working with a reduced staff, as you all know, and we're doing a, a timeshare work so that people can work without contacting other people. And that means that we're running a little behind on products. Um, and plus, we've had some people out sick and with car trouble, but Not COVID-19, thank God, but we've just been a little shy on hours of of, uh, employment for some people. So we're running a little late, but we're catching up as always. On Sundays, we do what we call Squeaky Sunday, and that's when every order that's a short order, three items or less or four items if it's just an oil pull, those are called squeaky wheels. Squeaky wheel gets the grease, and they get pulled right away and ready for shipment on 
Monday. The longer orders, which have, require things to be made for them, like spell kits, um, those are done during the week, generally speaking. And on Sunday, we just spend our time pulling the squeaks. So that's what um, Jenna and Summer are doing right now. Heidi's home, faithful Heidi, is home with uh, her nebulizer um, due to hay fever and uh, asthma and um, and her. She happens every spring. So we know what's up with Heidi, and she's been here so long. We just go, oh, yeah, the hay truck went by you. So other than that, all is well in um, at Lucky Mojo. I am drinking tea, and I have to thank Papa G because the ginger in my tea is courtesy Papa G. And um, so Papa G says, we just added Lucky Mojo oils to our website, so they're getting gobbled up. Got to order from you again. And that's fantastic to hear that you're able to sell our oils because I know that you make your own oils, Papa G, and you make a lot of things yourself. But um, thank you so much for carrying our things. Also, shout out to Mama E, who just sent in a huge wholesale order for our staples that we sell. Uh, Mama E makes the Dr. E Legacy products, and they're beautiful oils. But um, all of the four-ounce products, like Four Thieves Vinegar and... um, Chinese wash and um, peace water and um, all of that type of stuff we make for um, Mama E for Dr. E products. And um, we've been making them for years, ever since Eddie uh, first said to me, I can make my own oils, but I want you to make those for me. And um, as long as this store is going, and it's still going, and we're still making them. So we have a huge, huge, huge wholesale order from Mama E. So We're doing very well, considering, Um, but uh, this is an official statement. We really do need a couple more employees. When the COVID-19 thing went down, we lost some employees. Um, Whether they thought they were going to get unemployment or drift away, they're gone. And these were Mm. newer employees, generally speaking. One of them was a little older employee, but we're going to be needing to hire. Now, we can't open the shop yet. But if you know anybody, if you live in Sonoma County within a good driving time of Forestville, and especially if you're someone who's taken my course or wants to take my course, we are looking for employees. And we can start you off with something as simple as bagging candles or labeling candles. You don't have to have specialized hoodoo knowledge. But you'll get a nice wage and work your way up as you go through the course and as you go through the apprenticeship your wage will increase, and maybe you'll find this is a job you like. But we are um, up against it right now, like many um, small businesses. Now, they say that, you know, 33 million people lost their jobs or whatever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Three million people, however many people, whatever state you're in, whatever nation you're looking at. All these people are out of work, and now we're trying to hire. So let's hope that my word gets out and that somebody shows up who is not on drugs, not (laughs) clinically diagnosed as severely mentally ill, does not live five hours away and says they're going to drive to work for us because they love us so much. Um, We love you that you want to drive five hours, but it won't work. And and who understands the idea of, um, you know, what hoodoo is. So, you know, listen to the show is a good thing. All right, that's what's new with us. What's new with you, Conjurman Ali? 
oh, you know, just surviving lockdown, <laughs> surviving COVID-19 hours, as I like to call it. Uh, I said, we're, I was putting in the chat room right as you asked. We're putting it out of the universe. A great employee for Lucky Mojo who loves their job. So everyone's happy on both ends. Um, uh, so putting that out in the universe, positive vibes. But um, on my end, I've been uh, busy doing some research. Uh, the life of an academic doesn't really end just because we're on lockdown. So I've uh, dived into uh, some work that I had been putting off for a few months now. Um, and so I've been playing around with footnotes all day today, Kat. So like I'm very much in, in the sort of editing, typesetting, um, you know, fixing things uh, mood the past few days. Um, and been doing some some really interesting work in there, so we'll see how things turn out. But man, it's a what a disruptive past few weeks it's been, um, and it's 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 really one of those moments where I, I think to myself, five years from now, ten years from now, how are we going to talk about it to people who don't remember, to kids, right, or teens? How are we going to talk about it, and how will we write about this, like the experience of it? I just know there are going to be a lot of books that get published about life during a pandemic, whether it's love during a pandemic, trying to navigate the craziness of the job market. Uh, it's, it's definitely some, some weird and funky times. But there's a light at the end of the tunnel. We might be lifting stuff up maybe around, you know, end of May, early June stuff, um, so long as we're sensible and flexible, with it, given that this thing might come back. Uh, around fall time. So strange days indeed. Well, I don't think we're over this thing yet. And um, yeah, and we're all going to look back on it as what happened. I've been reading mm-hmm. up on old pandemics and old epidemics. There was a good article in the recent New Yorker on that kind of mm-hmm. some, you know, random history of some random epidemics and how bad they mm-hmm. were, cholera pandemics and, and um, you know, uh, you know, some of the yellow fever, whatever, you know, measles, smallpox, Justinian plague, which was a bubonic plague. And I'm just reading through it and going, uh, it's a line from a, a song by an old friend of my mother's, and she was my guitar teacher for a while, a woman named Malvina mm. Reynolds. And it has the line, oh, when will they ever learn? Oh, when mm. will they ever learn? <laughs> well, they haven't learned yet. Nobody's learned yet. So... um we're going to suffer through this as best we can, but I'm hoping that as the springtime comes again, you know, we'll have a little bit of easing up on this thing. Mm-hmm. They're saying mm-hmm. now, you know, here in Sonoma County, they, they're they going to open some of the parks as long as people promise to stay six feet away from each other. We'll see. I look at where mm-hmm. they have had these protests, those people. Well, their numbers are just going up. Their death rate per million is going up. Their case rate per million is going up. Um, but they're too stupid to read, you know, worldometers.com slash coronavirus because mm-hmm. they're too stupid. So they're they're just going to – their numbers just go up, 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 and the other people yep. have been practicing yep. safe distancing, you know. Um, you know, it's what it is. Michigan is one of the ones – you just watch them. You know, it's just kind of crazy. Yep. But um, in any case – fr- It's also frustrating for those states that are actually – doing their job of flattening the curve. Because you go, okay, look, great. California has, you know, put in the work. Things are looking good. But then you have these other states that aren't doing it at all and are already talking about opening. And you just know that the next flare-up is going to be thanks to those people, thanks to those states 
who failed to kind of get with the program, who failed to kind of step up. And so as a result, the rest of the country is going to suffer along with them. Um, but it is, you're right. I mean, sometimes you watch those news reports and go, my God, we are run by idiots. Yeah, well, <sighs> gosh. I got a nice little Facebook message from somebody who said, I loved your rant last Sunday. And I thought, okay, I'm not going to do it again. I'm not going to do it this time. <laughs> one rant, I get praise for a rant. But if I rant every week, I'm just one step above Alex Jones. Okay, so back off of the rant. We're going to back off of the rant. Regretfully, and um, <laughs> my and, um, favorite cat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. and um, and just hope for the best. And yeah. um, and uh, you can tell that it, I'm doing pretty much okay. When uh, Nagashiva notices, I made a reference to the Carter family in one of my sentences. He he knows me so well. Um, I will meet you. I will greet you when the roses bloom again. Um, That's right. Sure. All righty. Um, now, we have with us um, a guest who has been a guest. He's been a co-host. He's been my best buddy, my secret, my secret cohort, my, yes, my, my uh, grocery shopping savior. savior. Um, gosh, I guess we've been through everything together. My co-editor, my co-conspirator. And the one and only Deacon Mellon. Happy to have you on the show, Deacon Mellon. Uh, always a pleasure, you guys. Welcome, welcome. So glad to have you. Yeah. And um, so, Deacon Mellon, first of all, um, we know that right now you're bi-coastal because your church, Four Altars Gospel Sanctuary, is in the high desert in California, and you're in Baltimore, and you're kind of locked down in Baltimore, and the church is being operated by your deacons. So we all kind of have been uh, keeping up to date on that. You've been mentioning it on Facebook. But tell me, how are things going for the church in in the high desert? How are things going for you and Matthew in, in uh, Baltimore? Well, we're hanging in there. Um, we have worked off and on. To, Matthew and I have worked off and on together in the same space for years, um, 20 years now. So we're used to it. We head off to our little offices, do our own thing, get together for lunch, go back, do our own thing, get together for dinner and watch something on TV. And it's just kind of, you know, we have a, a regular rhythm to that. And and we're used to it. So that's quite all right. The interesting thing, luckily in California, um, the the chapels there are already set up on the the work time sharing model that you were just describing for how Lucky Mojo mm-hmm. is working. So one person fixes the candles, one person labels the candles, one person reads the candles, one person writes the divination on the candles. And it, so everything is flowing along just as normal um, for us. So I, I feel kind of grateful that that's worked out um, and that everybody is either working in their own homes or goes alone to the library and works there um, to to fix the candles on the work altar. So we're we're happy. Um, life is going well. We've just placed a big order with you as well. Um, oh my gosh! <laughs> a whole bunch of root worker specials. So um, oh, great. Well, be patient, baby. <laughs> 
I I gave out this little squeaky plea, you know, like, please don't let us go under by lack of orders, because I know people are hard up. They lost their job. They didn't order from us because, of course, they need food and they need to pay the rent or whatever's right. going on. They got a little stimulus check. They all went to their food and rent. So I kind of was like whimpering, well, what about us? And now all of a sudden the orders are pouring in. And a lot of them are wholesale orders because those are our trusted friends. And, and we appreciate that a lot, Deacon. But you know it's going to take a little time because those oh, four cool. oil specials all have to be custom made for you. Okay, mm-hmm. so um, tell them if you want to split ship. <laughs> We'll send some and send some now and some later. If you're out of any of them, strictly out, you know. Yeah, we we have gotten good at um, gauging when we're going to need things, both herbs and oils. So we always are a step ahead. So good. I guess good. you learn all of the tricks over the course of yeah. years and years of doing this, and every time you make a mistake, you learn something new to, to help up you down the road. So we're doing well. So thank you very much for asking. Sure. I just got a note. Papa G just put a little funny thing in the chat. He said, I'm going to call and complain before I place the order. So I'll get bumped to the top. (laughs) 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 Then he put a big LOL and a smiley. Um, Yeah, uh, sure, Papa G. And we'll believe that in a minute. Um, We know he's the sweetest man in the South. You know, I mean, he, he would never do something like that. Um, but but seriously, Papaji, if you do want your order split, uh, you'll get some of it faster because some of it will come right off the shelves and some of it will have to be made, as you know. Um, all right. Um, now, oh, and somebody else, Ruwolf, says placing an order for books soon. Well, books is one thing that we're pretty much able to fill right off. Um, that's, that's an easy one. I'll tell you, right now um, we, we're – well stocked with all of our books. Nothing is um, out of print, and uh, we still have troubles with the Canadian printer. But we're just going to wait. It's going to all—it'll come to an end. The trouble will come to an end. Uh, trouble soon be over. We hope. Um, now, but here we are right now, and our topic right now is um, love in the time of COVID-19. Mm. So. People are now in a position where love is hard. And I'll tell you, I'm getting calls both on Hulu Psychics, uh, where I go on every Saturday from 1 to 5. I'm getting calls there, and I'm getting calls, uh, you know, from scheduled people who are having trouble finding love in the time of the virus because, you know, all the things they usually do, like let's meet at a coffee shop and get to know one another and see if we really like each other, they can't do no more. And um, there are people who are kind of freaking out. You know, will I ever find love again? There are people who had a a breakup, but now so-and-so has gone back to live with his mother or she's gone to live with her mother or whatever. But now uh, are they going to even see each other? now he's like, I'm in lockdown, honey. You can't come see me and my mother. My mother is 76 years old and she has COPD and the hell with you. So they can't make up in the normal way. Okay, There's there's a lot of stress on love. There's people who never got around to getting married. Not only did they never get around to getting married, they never even got around to getting an apartment together. Now they're in a town with a lockup and they're like, well, what do we do? He's got three roommates, and I don't know how safe his roommates are. 
And if I go have sex with him in the house of the roommates, and then I go home and to my 76-year-old grandmother going to die, you know. So there's a lot of um, loss of sexuality. People on Facebook, they're more polite. They say, gee, I want a hug. Yeah, well, I think most people want more than a hug. They want love. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, a hug is nice. I hug clients in the shop or used to. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I'm a very huggy people, but people smile and they say, can I give you a hug? And I, what am I going to say? No. <laughs> no. Don't give me a hug. So I've learned to say yes and, and not breathe during the hug. Because <laughs> I, you know, I mean, I just breathe out, get hugged, go away. That's me. But I've been like that all my life. I've always been one of these, you know, moon and Aquarius. I'm not so huggy. But, um, but now at least I, I don't even touch them. So what about love in the time of COVID-19? How can we have love? So I'm going to turn this over to Deacon Millett. He's going to start this, and then Contraman Ali and, and I will jump in with some of our ideas too. Go ahead. Well, you definitely hit on some of the situations. There's also the the opposite situation of new lovers who were trapped together and didn't were not mm. expecting Two weeks to turn oh, yeah. into six. Who who are suddenly learning all of the roommate lessons that go along with a long term relationship, and mm-hmm. they're doing it before the first blush of falling in love is over. It's thrown all the timings off. All the timings have just gone gone willy nilly, and. Um, Suddenly, people are going, oh, my gosh, I didn't know he would throw his clothes on the floor. And um, they're, having, they're, they're making all of these decisions, and, and it's under a stressor. And I don't think people quite I'm, – I'm the same way you are in terms of talking to all my clients. The clients are all talking about love. Um, but what's not apparent is – that there's an underlying level of anxiety that is low enough because, you know, we're not all dying. You know, we've been mm-hmm. we make our food. There aren't bombs dropping. So the anxiety is very low level, but it's constant. And we unfortunately have a tendency to blame that on the people closest to us, whether it's mm. emotionally us are physically closest to us. We all have that. If if you really loved me, I'd be happy right now. Well, nobody's happy right now. Mm. Um, we've got to really cut ourselves and everybody else off a lot of slack because um, this is this is extraordinary. Um, I don't mm-hmm. think anybody, no one in our lifetimes can really identify. Um, and that's proving to be super difficult as well. Um, I think that there is a lot of play dating going on. And this is another problem because, um, okay, so you're isolated and you've got one or, you know, you've got only a few outlets. So everybody's going on these dating sites, but they're not doing it to find love. They're doing it because they're bored. It's a great way to relieve your boredom, but it means that half the people are looking for something real and half the people are looking for something to while away because they didn't find anything on Netflix tonight. And so this is a problem. Um, 
And I sort of feel like everybody needs to take a deep breath and just go, you know, it's just all going to be a little maddening for a while. Um, And it's hard. Right now, um, insomnia is up by 30%. Nightmares are up by 15%. These are are university studies um, that this is coming out in all sorts of deep and crazy ways. So I guess, oh, one other thing that I've talked to a lot of people about is that they're alone with their heartache. They've just broken up, and as as you mentioned, they can't get back together because it's impossible. And it's sometimes very hard to get your mind off of thoughts of the previous loved one, and yet you don't want to cut and clear because you're not really ready to cut and clear because you feel like there's still a few conversations to have, but you can't have them. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's, it's a very trying and difficult time for love. Um, mm-hmm. And I encourage everybody to not talk about relationships for a while. Just do your best to relate <laughs> and do your best to give each other the love and tenderness that you would like to have for yourself right now because we are all really struggling. Um, And when we're struggling, we make mistakes, and when we make mistakes, we hurt people's feelings, and when we hurt people's feelings, they react. And it's a a crucible. It's a very trying time right now. So... um... Let's let's bring in Conjurmanali too. I think we've defined what some of the problems are, but let's talk yeah. about what can be done to bring in love. All of these problems are mm-hmm. magnifications of a certain part of love yeah. situations. I'm going to say one thing. Um, I recommend to everybody, and I know that it's sort of interesting that Zoom was just taking off as a platform mm-hmm. right when this happened. And then Zoom was found to have all these security flaws, and now they claim they're, they've fixed them. Um, and But people are liking Zoom. And then there's some other services that are being offered, and Google has its own. And these are going to be moving into, and the Skype kind of catches up and, and uh, ups its game. Skype is going to be a thing of the past, you know. Um, but these different um, uh, platforms for seeing people are something that everybody should be looking toward for love. And I've talked to people who call me for readings, and I'm saying, well, so are you looking at these people? No, I don't do that. Well, you're going to have to do that because there's no coffee shop to meet them at anymore. And I'm going to give one piece of advice. If you are using a, a visual platform of any kind, no matter which one it is, to have live time, chat, FaceTime, Zoom, Skype, you name it, any kind of meeting uh, software, Mm -hmm. have a place set up that is not completely a blank wall, especially don't have a blank wall with a plug socket with a cord coming Mm. out of it. That is so unattractive. Don't have a blank wall, but don't show your whole room. Um, Mm -hmm. I would like you to think, this is, I know this sounds like I'm being really fussy here, but this is my advice. I've been given this advice now to at least 15 different women and one man who called me for readings on it. 
Have you if you watch something like oh you know Trevor Noah, he's got a little bookcase. He varies it up. The bookcase moves around. He's got flowers behind it. You need to set up an actual video space yeah. where you're going to be doing these meetups with date potential dates. It should have in it some things. Now, Trevor Noah, he's learned first of all, he had it was really ugly and he just had some books and you all sit there and turn your turn your uh head sideways and you read what books he's reading, you can read the spines of his books, you know. <laughs> right? Um I'm a big fan of Trevor Noah and the Daily Show. So I I I I watch him. Then he started putting like little plants. And then he started having flowers, but they didn't ever mm-hmm. fade or and wilt and we noticed that they were artificial flowers, right? You get this you know, you start seeing it right away, you get the picture. So he has a, some, you know, some sense. He's now changing it up a little bit. So I'm going to recommend that when you are going on a dating site or having a hookup with somebody, friend of a friend, however, somebody that you want to have a keep in contact with but you can't see them now. For instance, I have one client who lives in the U.S. Their lover's in London. They cannot fly to London. All flights are closed. So mm-hmm. I, I again recommend if you don't, if it's not going to be a sexual session. It's not going to be. You're not going to be in bed, right? Um, have a place where you can talk that is non-cluttery. But now we are magicians. We are sorcerers. So I want you to put some things in the background that speak to the situation. If you're a lady, put some roses back there, or some carnations, some some nice flowers, right? If you are a pagan, put one of your pagan goddesses up there. If you're a Christian. Well, put something Christian up there, a print. Uh, you know, if you're a Hindu, put something there. They'll know right away what you are. If religion matters to you and you want to have it said, put your religion up there. If you burn candles, have a few candles flickering back there. They're going to go, huh, what would you burn those candles for? Then you don't have to say, oh, gee, I was flirting with this guy, but he hates that I burn candles. He'll see it. I'm not saying, mm-hmm. put it, put, I'm not saying sit yourself in front of an altar. If you have a yeah. cat, have the cat in your lap. If you have a dog, have the dog on the couch with you. Yeah. Have Make it so that you have a place where you can do all of this, but you're also showing curated, selected parts of your spirituality. Now you mm. can take that one step farther. Let's say you have what we've talked about on this show, fascinators. You know, you have a piece of jewelry that's mm-hmm. fixed. Wear that jewelry. That jewelry is your fascinator. You have a necklace, maybe you have a matching ring. Flash that ring while you're talking. Right. Mm-hmm. If you if you have um, oh any kind of um, candle burning, have it be burning while you're talking to that person. Have it be a love candle. It doesn't have to be with a big old label that says "Love Me," you know, or you know that like you know what I'm saying. It could be just a pink candle, you know. Let them ask what was that pink candle for? Well, I'm burning that candle just for you know for romance. Just set mm-hmm. in the scene. Just set in the mood. If they don't like it. They ain't going to be your lover long because if you burn candles, they'll say no and that'll be the end of it. So, um, yeah, and um, Papa G says, go ahead, sit in front of the altar, skull candles and all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. But dress yourself with some look me over. Look me over is really good. Everybody's been suggesting that in the look me over powder, look me over oil. That's a good one because what you're doing is looking. All right, I'm going to turn this Mm -hmm. over to Ollie. What's your next suggestion? Yeah, I I love this. This is a it's tricky. Uh, the one thing I do is, is I tell clients the, the intent is important. Deacon um, really hit something on the, the the nail on the head when he said the boredom of these dating apps. And it's true. A lot of these dating apps transform dating into a game. 
I have seen with my own eyes a friend of mine who was just sitting as we were talking on, on Tinder, and all he was doing was just swiping right on everybody because it was a numbers game for him. That's all it was. Swipe right, 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 right until you make a batch. That, mm-hmm. That's not going to help you. That will kill your chances. Dating should be fun. It should be light, but don't make light of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, keep things mm-hmm. light, but, but there should be some element of an intention. Like, I want something meaningful here. I always mm-hmm. tell clients to start off when it comes to their magical work in this type of situation. This works outside of the pandemic as well as it is to start with long-distance work to draw generic love. Incense and candles are fantastic for this. Incense that is burned with the intention of drawing a, a lover from wherever they are, it will work. This is what we use to overcome it, distance, right? When we're doing work for clients, we're not always in the immediate space, so we use incense and candles. Then you need to move from text messaging. Once you've found that person, you need to move from text messaging to some type of like facial communication. Text is great. It can be flirty, but at some point you need to FaceTime one another. You need to Mm -hmm. Zoom one another. And when you do, you need to do a couple of things. One, wear the oils that you were using on your candles and incenses, etc. Your come-to-me oil, your attraction oil, your love me, your look me over, whatever you want. And because uh, you're in, in your home, mix a couple. Sometimes oils can be a little bit overpowering if you don't cut it. But, uh, so you won't even wear a few of them. Uh, note that videos will always kind of mute you. They have a way of kind of washing out how people look. So wear colors that are flattering your skin tone. Turn your camera on before you go into a, uh, you know, a, a date with someone and see how you look on that camera. What looks good in a mirror doesn't always look good on a webcam. So be aware of that, that. The colors are kind of washed out and muted. It doesn't always look right. So find something that's really good for you. Don't wear too dark of colors, right? This isn't, this isn't mm-hmm. you know, a, a, a depressing meeting. It should be something light and it looks good. The other thing that I tell people is that there's a weird disconnect between being able to physically see someone through the webcam or your FaceTime or your phone, but not having them in your presence. This is why a lot of us are now talking about being uh, drained from Zoom or having what's called mm-hmm. Zoom exhaustion because there is mm. like an actual spiritual, psychic, mental disconnect. You're talking to people, you're socializing, but you're missing that physical presence. So how do you overcome it? Make sure that you do multiple things. And don't just have date after date where you're sitting down with your bookcase behind you and you're talking. One date should be a coffee date where you both pick your favorite coffee or your favorite tea and you replicate it. Another one should be a dinner date. Maybe you'll do the Netflix hangout where you're able to kind of sync up your Netflix and watch together. Do multiple different activities. Don't just meet. Otherwise, it'll fizzle out and fizzle out very quickly. Uh, and people have talked about this, how they met someone on Zoom and it worked really great, but then a week later, things were fizzling out. It's that disconnect. So overcome it by kind of varying your activities on that. If you do this, I don't think that there's, there's really anything holding you back from having a fulfilling, you know, romantic life, particularly because you'll be setting the stage for when things, you know, come out of lockdown, and then you can finally meet. Yeah. Um, uh, Jeremy said something kind of cool in the chat, invisible glyphs. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, invisible glyphs, and actually you can make glyphs in the air while talking to people. Right, mm-hmm. and um, you can have invisible glyphs behind you, and um, and uh, 
Nagashiva said, mail letters in the air. That's an old phrase from an old, I wrote a letter, I mailed it in the, I mailed it in the air indeedy. Um, to mail a letter in the air is to basically to write a letter and, and it, it can be burned and then the ashes scattered. It can be thrown into a hollow tree. Uh, to mail a letter in the air is to mail a letter that doesn't actually get delivered. And that's a good mm-hmm. thing to do too. Another uh, possibility is to actually mail a letter because mm. although the um postal service is trying to hard to survive and trump is trying that would be president trump our disgusting leader um mm. is trying hard to kill um the postal service the postal service still exists and people are yeah. saying come on send more mail and save the postal service that's true so go out and uh, online and get yourself some nice stationery nice cards mm, pretty pretty things. I love that. And send letters. Back in the day, we were not so dumb that we didn't know how to send a letter. So let me tell you what's good about sending a letter to somebody that you love. Just to put it in bluntest terms, ladies, um, <clears throat> touch your pussy, touch the paper, and uh, send the letter, right? Mm-hmm. Very often done, um, you can kiss. We used to send a letter sealed with a kiss. It would say swack on the back, S-W-A-K, sealed with a kiss. And you would actually kiss the glue on the envelope. Um, so think about um, how you're going to address that letter. And it can just be something so simple and cute. You know, it was it was wonderful chatting with you. Um, hope to do it again. You know, send a letter. But the letter to be dressed. You can dress it with a little powder. Tap the powder off. Uh, look me over is a good powder. Um, come to me is a good powder. Love me is a good powder. Make a little connection between those three. Uh, blend them. Put them on a makeup brush. Dash it onto mm-hmm. the uh, thing, and then brush it off. Blow it off so that the person doesn't feel that it's all powdery. Um, sometimes mm-hmm. it helps, by the way, if you do that with a glitter card because the glitter will catch yeah. the powder. Yeah. Um, there's a there's a million ways to to dress a letter. Um, Licking under the stamp, if you use stamps rather than pre-stamped envelopes. And nowadays, these stamps come with um, their pre-label, sticky label. Go buy yourself some old antique stamps. It's just a trip. You get to kiss them. You get to lick them. Lick that glue on the back of those stamps rather than stick and peel mm-hmm. stamps. So mm-hmm. anything you can do like that is really a personal thing, and they will have that. Pick pieces of art um you can also, if you're crafty, make art. Make take yeah. a, a envelope, cut some cardstock down to fit that. Make some collage. Put your picture in it. Um, be clever. Be original, um, and make something that they will know is made for them only. This mm-hmm. is the best time in the world to send those kind of old-fashioned, handmade cards. Mm-hmm. All right. So sending um, each other gifts is also fantastic, you know, because like if they like something, send it to them. I'm a big fan of book exchanges. I'm a little nerdy like that, um, but you can easily send each other. This is my favorite book, and they send you uh, uh, their favorite book. You can, uh, uh, you know, arrange something like that. Dust the book or dust a gift along with it, and it can be something small. No, we're not talking about something overly, you know, extravagant, but small little gifts in that way, using it as a as as a sort of substitute for contact with one another. Fix the gift. Yeah, books make fantastic gifts, and if they're hardbound, um, when you uh, open them up, there'll be a space between the spine and the actual um, binding. It's a, if you've ever, you know what I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. And um, 
in that little space is where you can put some of your powders or oils in the book. Um, I tend to use powders more than oils because oils will decay the paper and the glue. So just put a little powder down in there with a makeup brush or whatever kind of paintbrush will work, and you and you made that book now has that in it. You can also, if you want to, um, do a little bit on the foredge of the book, you know, on the paper. But, you know, however, an inscription in the book is good if you have nice handwriting, okay? Mm-hmm. The inscription in the book will have your signature. Then if that person wants to work on you, they can cut it off <laughs> and use your signature. So, But, you know, um, another way is to put a piece of paper in the book that is um, a, a little miniature letter, not a real letter. Make sure when you do that, you don't just use old scraps of torn paper. Just use a nice piece of paper, and then it fits inside the book nicely. Put a bookmark in where that paper is, and then say, you know, I saw this book and made me think of you, page 42 especially, or, you know, this reminds me of what we were talking about. And um, don't have those books shipped to them by Amazon. Don't buy those books as gifts to be shipped from Amazon. Have the book shipped to you, prepare and dress the book, and then send them the book. Okay? How about, Deacon, how about what you got? Go on. Well, I, I like all of those things. And the, the, what I'm telling clients is that this is an opportunity to change the game. We haven't been allowed or it seemed weird to send a letter um, mm-hmm. for a long time. And that has made dressing things just very difficult. Suddenly, I'm reading online. We should, you know, pick up hobbies, do crafting, um, write a letter every day to someone new. And, and it's you can make that just uh, seem normal, um, which I, I think is a very positive uh, way to go. Um, so I love all those suggestions. I think that they're all very worthwhile. Um, well, that will take us back to a um, um, mention. And this is a book called Women's Work by Aura LaForest. And I hope someone puts in the URL for Women's Work. This is a, a book of hoodoo that is associated with women performing it, and it goes through a woman's life from childhood up to grandmotherhood and all the different kinds of conjure and, and hoodoo practices that a woman might do. But it also talks about women's work in terms of those tasks and crafts which were traditionally relegated to women only, even though nowadays anyone can do them, men do them just as well as women and always have. But um, she wanted to keep the name women's work to show that tradition. So this is a, a book that mentions who do you can do while crocheting, knitting, and um, sewing as well as just regular spells with candles and things like that. And yeah. so I recommend that book very highly, Women's Work. It's a, really a book on how to use crafting to make uh, special um, fixed gifts. Mm, I love that. I, I think that's fantastic. Also, um, don't be, you know, don't be afraid to work on this in kind of stages. All relationships have a beginning stage where you're talking, then you kind of get intimate. It's the same thing in lockdown. You're going to start off first in a communication phase. So 
So your magic should be focused on that as well. Work with things like deer's tongue to ensure uh, that communication is good. Work with things like honey jars or sweetening jars to make sure that the communication is sweet and that it's warm. Uh, and then things might heat up a little bit. So you're going to increase, you're going to change from doing, oh, we're sweet and we're flirting with one another to using things like, you know, ginger. Uh, you're gonna, mm-hmm. you're, you're gonna, right? You're now, now things are a bit fiery. Maybe you're sexting one another, or you're having sexy Zoom chats, or whatever it is, right? So you're gonna work this in stages. Recognize that yes, things are funky and weird because we're in lockdown, but relationships already have these kind of different parts to them. You start off at one place and you end up somewhere else, and so work in the same way just adjust it according to what you're doing. So don't just dive right into doing, you know, sex work right off the bat. You can start off first with just the sort of flirtation phase. You don't have strong flirt game. This is a chance to find if you have a strength in, say, texting, right? Like maybe you can't flirt in person, but maybe you're really witty through text message. Or you're yeah. really, really funny when you write handwritten notes or you're really charming when you do so. So find where your strength is, build off of that, work your magic around that, and don't be afraid to adjust as the relationship adjusts. I think too many people think of this as like a one-spell-one-done situation. You light a candle on and that's it, expecting love to show up. No, you kind of do a bunch of different works for different situations. You start off first by drawing someone to you. Then you capture their attention, and then you keep their attention, and then you get the passion going, and then you do some stay with me work, right? You work it in these different stages. Same thing when you're in lockdown. Yeah. I'm going to mention who do food because um, there's the idea of sending food gifts as well. And um, who do food is a book that we published a few years back and it contains many, many recipes. It was put together by the Ladies Auxiliary of Missionary Independent Spiritual Church under the direction of uh, Sister Robin Peterson. And um, it was kind of compiled and typeset by uh, myself and Deacon Millet. And this book, Hoodoo Food, is just filled with recipes for all types of things. But among these recipes, there are recipes for um, truffles. And um, Mm. it's really... um, easy to make the truffles. Just follow the recipe. If you have any doubts, go online to YouTube. But what's important about the book Hoodoo Food is just not good recipes. In those recipes, there are the magical meanings of herbs and roots that have a use in culinary preparation. In other words, um, rose petal pound cake has rose petals in it. It's for love, right? Or lavender truffles, which is another love thing. Um, There are many herbs that are edible that have a meaning. You don't want to be putting, um, sending someone marinara sauce made with, you know, oregano. That'll send them away. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) That's to keep off. That's to keep off people who are unwanted. But, um, but you know, but but have some oregano, but basil if they're in your home, it'll keep the home safe. But not to send as a gift to somebody. So if you're going to be making. If you're going to be making food to send to people in this time where you cannot see them, go through that book, Hoodoo Food, and find the recipes that have all the best in them. There's some wonderful recipes. Miss Michael, who is also in our chat, has contributed to that um, book, and it really has wonderful, wonderful uh, information in it. Okay. 
Oh, I love that idea. Miss Michael said you could direct the oregano to keep rivals away. Well, you could. And if your mm-hmm. and if your uh, if your loved one was a drug dealer, you could direct the oregano to keep the law off their back. <laughs> <laughs> but but we but we're just talking about love right now, right? Mm. And that that brings up a that brings up another idea here um, about love spells in in the time where we cannot contact people. Um, I think that um, candle magic is something very much called for. And we kind of mentioned in passing, have a candle burning while you're doing your your, uh, visual, social application, media application. But I think that lighting candles um, is really a good thing to do to stay in contact magically. And I would use small candles that you light deliberately, not big vigil lights. A small candle lit every evening um, prior to getting in contact or if not contacting that evening and just with a little prayer um, that that person think of you, remember you. And those kind of candles you can light at sunset uh, rather than in the day and just say, you know, as as the evening comes on, let so-and-so think about me. And um, just a small candle. If you're dating, you know, um, swiping right at Tinder for 500 people, then you're going to light 500 candles. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> but um, but you can you can use small candles that way to bring in people. Yeah. The other thing that's happening um, that I find important to remember while this is going on is to not lose faith or hope in love. Um, You may be short on money, and you may not have a lot of money to spend on a lot of things. So start using one of our resources like um, herbmagic.com, and it's just herbmagic.com. And you can um, see there on each herb there's a recipe uh, given on its page. You don't have to buy those herbs from us. Many of them come from the grocery store. If you don't know which herbs to use for love, you're going to go back one step and go to another free page we have called Hoodoo at a Glance. It's luckymojo.com forward slash hoodooatglance.html. And at that page, you can look up love and and romance and things like that. You'll find lists of herbs. Then go to those herbs at hoodoo. Uh, excuse me, at herbmagic.com and read what you can do with those that you have in your kitchen already. Okay, mm. That'll save you some money. If uh, I wanted to, to throw out in terms of gifts, once you do the kind of candle work on your end to draw that person, uh, you can send fixed candles to that person or bath crystals. So this is the perfect time. It's like, hey, I've been experimenting with making homemade soaps. I wanted to send you a quick gift of it. You created uh, a handmade soap with a little bit of come-to-me oil with a little bit of maybe even your sexual fluid, uh, maybe a couple herbs that you saw from the Huduetic land. All can be put into that soap. Or bath crystals. You can create your own bath crystals, uh, you know, with a little bit of oil. Or get and purchase some come-to-me bath crystals from Lucky Mojo, mix them with some, uh, a larger bag of Epsom salts, and send them to them. Put it in a pretty package. Make it easy for yourself right there. You don't even have to hand make it. You can purchase it, put it in your own little package, send it to that person. Or let's say it's a candle. You can buy uh, candles that you then fix in a jar, 
and you send it to that person. Hey, I made this kind of homemade candle as a new experiment, and they'll burn it or they'll keep it in their house or whatnot. These are ways of overcoming the physical distance and still doing some type of sneaky trick, some type of contact magic that will overcome the lockdown. Now, of course, this happens after you've made a connection, after you've done the work at your altar, after you've drawn this person and they've shown some interest in you. How do you keep that interest? You send them a fixed gift. Bath crystals, soaps, fixed candles, etc. Yeah. Um, so, um, uh, Nagashiva mentioned Santa Clara or Saint Claire. Um, she is the Catholic patron saint of telecommunication and, um, I guess you could say, uh, distance vision. And um, if you're a Catholic, you'll know about her. And her story, uh, she was able to see a mass being performed at a distance when she was home sick in bed. I wonder if she had some horrible plague. I don't know. But she saw the mass being performed at a distance, and so she became the patron saint of television. And um, this is, a, for those who are Catholic, a wonderful saint to work with and um, petition her for success with a televised romance or love it would be a great thing to do Mm -hmm. nice yeah so um and uh, papaji mentions that she's also for clarity and clarity her Mm -hmm. name is claire (laughs) and also good for psychic vision yes she is a patron saint of psychic vision Mm -hmm. and in fact um if you want to go to bed and dream of your lover she's one of those that you might call upon to have a vision in a dream as well she's a, she's an mm. interesting interesting um saint um doc murphy says uh, doc murphy murphy says if you're pagan um hit on the crossroads trickers and communication deities well i don't know about a trickster so much but there are um every religion has patrons mm. of fair and good communication and that's a a good way to work. I'm going to mention another little charm that can be used for love at a distance. It's called a Mizpah charm. M-I-Z-P-A-H and a Mizpah charm and um, um, gosh you can find a picture of one by going to blackcatrootjack.com because the Mizpah, uh, excuse me not blackcatrootjack.com but blackcatrootjack's Facebook page on their Facebook page, there's a picture of a Mizpah. A Mizpah charm is a charm that is used by lovers when they're separated. If you have a copy of Miss Michael's Hoodoo Bible Magic, there's a whole um, page pretty much about the Mizpah. So the Mizpah charm comes out of the Bible, and it is done in, there are many ways of making one. Very commonly, they are the form of a heart that has been zigzag cut in half, and each person has half of it. But more older ones are made in the form of a coin and zigzag cut in half. They're sometimes made in the form of two hearts, one next to the other, and say Ms. Pa on them. And there are there are literally, if you go to um, Google Image Search and Charm, you'll find many, many, many forms of them. Now, Ms. Pa charms can be used if you already know that person, but you can't get together with um, one another because... Um, of the of the COVID-19. For one reason or another, you just can't see each other, can't fly to each other's place, but you know you love each other, you can use a Mizpah charm. They are wonderful. And like I said, they're in Hoodoo Bible Magic. So look up the book Hoodoo Bible Magic. If you um, 
don't have a Mizpah charm and can't get one, you can make it with two coins by having a coin for each person's birth year, and you're going to address those coins. And you can inscribe their initials on their coin. Put the two coins together, keep them together, pray over them together. Let us always be together. And then you're going to separate the coins. You keep the other person's coin. That person gets your coin. Okay? And then when you meet together, again, the two coins are put together. You put them in a little uh, packet and put them between the box spring and mattress of the bed if that's where you're going with it. So um, there are many forms of Mizpah charms. They don't have to be a prepared amulet, um, but but um, any kind of thing like that can be done. Another one might be two roots that represent the two of you, uh, John the Conqueror, Queen Elizabeth, um, a little Shiva stone, a little cowrie shell for the female, whatever you're going to do, bind those two together if you want to. But um, better to work them together, trade them, and then have them brought back together again later. Those are often sex charms with the um, penis and vulva um, mm-hmm. fitted together. There are some of those from Thailand, which are pretty amazing. Um, and you know, but you can work it out however you like to do it. Okay. That's fantastic. Um, yeah. Okay. I was just to go back a little briefly. If you don't work with saints. Uh, Archangels are very great to call upon. Archangel Gabriel uh, for uh, communication and Raphael for for love matters. Yeah, love matters for the record. Mm -hmm. That's really that's really true. (laughs) Yeah, and um, yeah, uh, Gabriel represents communication, and Raphael is a way for the young traveler to find a mate. Mm -hmm. So yeah, very nice. how about you, Deacon Miller? Do you have another one for us? Well, um, no, I was just uh, captivated by the Mizpah charm and um, realizing that there's always some little tidbit that I've managed to miss somewhere. <laughs> 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 that, was, that was just You like, mispot it. Okay, you mispot it, yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. This is the whole thing, and I should know this. This is so perfect. And, of course, I've seen the the coins and everything, but um, it's, yeah. I, all I'll add is black and white Scotty dogs. Oh, black and white Scotty dogs. Go ahead. Tell them all about it. <laughs> well, you can use two black and white Scotty dogs as the two two people, and when they come together, they're magnetic, so they... They will click together and come together as one. Um, So it's a nice way to have a memory of someone and a vow to reconnect. Yeah, absolutely. Black and white Scotty Ducks. Thanks for mentioning it. All right. Well, now uh, we've reached the end of this uh, sharing of spells, and we're going to go to reading for our client. And um, so let's turn this over to Dr. Jeremy Weiss, who's going to Shift our gears. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour with your host, Catherine Ironwood and Conjure Man Ali, and this week's special guest, Deacon Millet, will be right back. Support for this program is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and located online at luckymojo.com, and by the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers. AIR, a directory of ethical and authentic conjure practitioners located online at readersandrootworkers.org. 
and by the Crystal Silence League, a free online prayer service of the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches, located online at crystalsilenceleague.org. Now it's time to go to the phones and talk with our first client, calling from area code 518. Mimi, are you there? Uh, Yes, I am. Great. Well, Mimi tells us that she is a first-time listener of the show and has not had any readings from either Miss Cat or Conderman Ali, but she is a a client of Deacon Millet, um, who has done both readings and root work for her. She writes in that uh, she has an ongoing communication issues with her fiancé. He's currently at his parents'. Uh, She found out yesterday that he has an online dating profile. When she confronted him, he denied it. It turned around on her, and she and him haven't spoken since. Um, He is a Leo, and she is an Aquarius. Oh, no, it's the other way around. I'm the Leo. Oh, (laughs) yes. Okay, and she's looking for guidance. There you go. All right. Um. I'm going to ask. This sounds very familiar to me too. Have I read for you, um, possibly, Mimi? I don't think so. I actually had Deacon work on me as an ex that I ended up just cutting and clearing, and I met someone new who's the the ex was an Aquarius too. <laughs> okay, well, um, well, I've written hmm. on the forum before, so it's quite possible that. Um, okay, you well, wait a minute. Hold on. We on only have forum. a very limited amount. Hold on. We have a very okay. limited amount of time to know. It says, I am not sure if I stay or close this chapter. Is that your question, or have you already chosen to close it? No, that's the question. That is the question. Okay. That's yeah. interesting, because I just did a reading on who do psychics for someone who was a Leo, who had a lover who was an Aquarius. How very interesting. Um, it must be a, one of these little things. Um, but it was slightly different, I think. Okay, well, I'm going to do the first reading, and then Deacon Millet will do the second reading, and then Conjurman Ali will give you root work advice. Okay? So um, here we go. Uh, card number one is the Knight of Swords. This is a, a card of a disorganized man who is rushing around, doesn't know what the heck he's doing, and um, is not doing well. He is, um, <laughs> I think this is so funny with the face mask thing. We're, he has a armor on and he doesn't, he throws his visor back. He's not wearing his face mask, we say. Um, but it's more than that. He really doesn't know what he's doing. And he's spurring his horse, which is his body. He's abusing his body. He's waving his sword around meaninglessly rushing into the wind and overhead there's a bunch of birds and the wind is blowing so hard the birds can't even stay in the air so we call this the chaotic night the night of chaos and um and self undermining he is not a particularly good um subject for love at this time um he may settle down later we get a different card on him later but this is not a good card for love the next card i have is um, a card that tells me that um, 
It's called justice, and it tells me that you should rebalance yourself but not pursue him. So the card of justice shows a woman um, who is um, on a little bench between two pillars, and she's holding a sword upright. Unlike this guy who's waving a sword around crazy and you know, doing all kinds of stuff. She's very calm. She has her sword upright in her right hand, and in her left hand she has balance beam scales, and she is trying to make everything come out balanced and neat. And this card is sometimes called um, Address the Balance, but do not pursue revenge, do not pursue change, just get everything back into balance again. I don't think that this means you're going to balance him. This is about yourself. It also is a, it, it's also a card of um, legal matters. And it says always says, uh, your name will be required to be signed on a piece of paper. And so even if you don't send him a note saying, thank you very much for having been my friend, I'm done, and sign it, you could what we talked about earlier, mail a letter in the air. Write a note and of closure, burn it on charcoal and um, and cast the ashes in the air. Perhaps Ollie will give you some herbs that could go with that. But I do feel that you want to um, sign your name on paper with respect to finishing this up. And the next card is um, kind of a grim card as far as pursuing this guy. It's called the Tower. And this is the Tower struck by lightning. The relationship is essentially over and should be over. Um, Two people are jumping from the Tower that's been struck by lightning. Now, what's interesting about this Tower, it's a little tiny Tower, and it has a crown on top instead of a roof. And so with that crown in place, it would look kind of like a penis with the glands of the penis. And it's been struck by lightning. I guess he got found out. Um, you know, he's going to be his own undoing. Let's just say that God don't like it, and he's going to get struck one way or another by fire. And uh, sometimes when we see this card, we go, well, if the guy was really screwing around, he'll end up with some sort of um, burning, um, sexually transmitted disease. That's about, you know, it. The other thing that can be is the crown represents the head, uh, not just the head of the penis here, but the head of the person. And this could be a person who has some kind of mental illness. And you really dodged a bullet because he's he's unstable mentally. And that's what the first card kind of indicates. He's unstable mentally. So I would say move on. Write a little letter saying I'm done. If you don't want to send it to him, just burn it up. Block him. I don't see any good results from this. Um, now, I may be right. I may be wrong. But I really don't feel that um, there's a lot of wiggle room in these cards. I think that your next question probably will be, will I find love? Because I'm going to pull one more card, just just to see. Will well, I, no, I was going to ask that. It's just that we're not Well, you can't up, only so. get one question. Oh, hold hold okay. on. You only get one question here, so I'm giving you a bonus card, uh, but I don't want the okay. details. So you only get one question when you call for free. But I am putting in one more card because you asked about him, but you also want to know about yourself. And I got the card, the Empress. You certainly are capable of being loved. You're a very nice person. Um, And um, Venus is shown on this card over and over again, symbols of Venus, which is love. You're very lovable. She has a crown of 12 stars, all the signs of the zodiac. You will be admired and loved by somebody else. All right. Well, let's turn this over to Deacon Millett. Okay. So I'm going to use the secret Dakini Oracle cards and 
um, I'm also going to pull three cards. The first one here is the Joker. This is the Fool of the Traditional Tarot. And in this case, it's more of a trickster energy than anything else. Um, he really thinks he can gaslight you. He can um, have an online dating profile and if caught, remove it and claim it wasn't there. Um, and there's only so much you can do with someone who, who is tricky in that fashion. Um, so so that's a, to me, it's a significant problem that, that he carries this kind of trickster energy with him. The second card is amusement. And this card shows an orgy in progress. And, um, and it, it shows that he really is not settling down material right now. This is very much a non-monogamous card. So uh, definitely not the right person to marry when um, this card shows up. So I'm, I'm sorry that he's kind of decided he's going to use this time to amuse himself by looking for other conquests. Um, it's... Uh, it's really unfortunate, and I don't like seeing you treated this way. The third card is Scarlet Woman. Uh, this is the card of the femme fatale. This says that he may be um, approached by someone. This may be a woman in his past who has um, cursed him in some way to gain revenge on him, that he will never settle down with another partner. Uh, someone who's of the if I can't have him, nobody will uh, type. So um, this this points to some areas you could work to try to fix things. But to me, he he just he's way he's he's created this situation on his own, and I don't know if um well I don't know what you should do. So I'm going to pull one final card here, and the card is way through. This card shows a key floating against a galaxy. This is the card of freedom. So it's time to, it's time to free yourself from this situation um, and look for someone who is uh, ready for real love. Okay. All right. We're going to turn this over to Kondraman Ali. He's going to give you some root work advice. Yeah. What I'm going to do is, is give you advice um, with some burning what we're going to do is, is kind of work through uh, a notion of sacrifice, getting rid of the bad and bringing in the good to you. So what I want you to do is set up a space that you can work. This can be an altar, a table, somewhere in your bedroom, but you want to dedicate it to this. What you're going to do is set up with a, a candle holder uh, at the back of this space, right in the center. You're going to anoint that with come to me oil, and you're going to set it in that candle holder. And on the left-hand side, you're going to put a heat-proof dish or some type of throwable or sensor. And on the right side, you're also going to put a heat-proof dish, a sensor, or a throwable. Okay, some type of something that you can burn things in without really causing any damage. So I prefer you can also use a cauldron. That works perfectly fine. Uh, but I like the little incense holders. I, they work great for me. You're going to take a piece of paper, and you're going to fold this paper in half. And on the left-hand side of this paper, you're going to write all the qualities that you do not want, all the qualities that this person has that you're with, your fiancé has right now, that aren't working for you, right? 
uh, distance, lack of communication, deception, etc. You put your heart, all your hurt into that. Everything he's done that's hurt you, you put it there. On the right-hand side, you're going to put all the qualities you are looking at a person. This can be all the good qualities your fiancé has or the things you wish this person had. You know, someone who is open in their communication, who is affectionate and loyal and devoted, etc. You're going to tear the paper in half. You're going to set the right paper, uh, the good qualities, onto the right dish. The left one, you're going to fold up and place it into the left-hand side of uh, your setup, the other heat-proof dish. You're going to take a match, and you're going to light that on fire and burn it down. This is the bad that you're getting rid of. Let it burn all the way down. Then what I want you to do is take that ash and dispose of it at a crossroads. Go right to the crossroads, dispose it, and then come back and place that dish right back, that thermal sensor, so right back where it belongs. Now you're going to start working with the good. You can wash your hands a little bit with Florida water or Van Van or whatever to kind of get rid of that funky, uh, we've gotten rid of this person. We're not looking back, and now we're moving on forward. You're going to take that uh, list of qualities you're looking for, fold it up, and place it into a bag, a flannel bag. And into this, you're going to put all the herbs that I'm going to recommend you. You're going to put two rose petals. You're going to put violet leaves. You're going to put bohar, juniper berries, and a pinch of cinnamon. You're going to place it in there and pray into the bag, then tie it up and knot it three times. Now, set some come-to-me incense into the right-hand dish, light that on fire, and smoke your mojo bag into that incense while praying that wherever this perfect lover is, with all these good qualities, will come to you. No matter how far away they are, no matter what they're doing in their life, they will come to you drawn by the scent of the incense to you. You're going to spray the mojo bag with a little bit of your perfume. Once everything is burnt down, you're going to take the remaining of the good ash and blow it out of your front door so that they are drawn right to your door. This is based on the principle of sacrifice. In the biblical concept of making sacrifices to God, there is the good meat that gets sacrificed, and then there's the bad. And that's what we're doing here. We're separating the good from the bad. The bad is being burnt away, and the good is being given as an offering to the Lord, that the good can come towards you. So we're using burning for both of these, but in two very different ways. The burning of the bad qualities versus the burning of the incense, which is made as a sort of offering here. This mojo bag you will then keep on your body. Specifically for two weeks, I think it should touch your skin. You could place it into your bra, into your underwear, uh, wherever, as long as it's touching your skin for at least two weeks. After that, you can keep it in a purse, you can keep it in a pocket, wherever, but you should carry it with you. Once a week, you should feed it a little bit of your perfume, your favorite perfume that you will also wear as a scent wherever you go. You can add a couple drops of oil to this perfume, a little bit of come to me, a little bit of bewitching, whatever you like. You can add a couple drops to that perfume. Feed the mojo bag and then spray yourself so the scent is connected to you. This mojo bag is your ally. Keep it close to you, pray over it, work it, hold it. Mojo bags are not just passive talismans that you wear and then forget about. 
You have to hold them. You have to touch them. You have to pray over them. You have to speak to them. If you want to give your mojo back a name, you can do so. You don't have to. Not everyone does. But you want to actively work it. You want to touch it. And when you meet someone you find attractive, you connect with someone, touch your mojo back and you'll get an instant impression. You'll know, ah, this is the person the mojo back has drawn for you. Or you'll get, mm, that vibe is off. And you'll know. So your mojo back will act as this sort of filter process as well, ensuring that, oh yeah, everyone's going to come around because you're, you're cooking something good, but you only want to be with the people that are perfect for you, the person that has uh, been captured in the mojo bag that you've created. So this is my recommendation here. It's not a lot of heavy work. Uh, it's not a lot of intense work, but it has two parts to it, one to get rid and one to draw. And I do suspect that this will be uh, ideal for uh, your situation. Uh, we have a couple minutes. Uh, let's see if Ms. Kat and Deacon Miller have anything further to add or any adjustments to make. Yeah, I'm going to make one um, couple of comments, and this is a really nice way to work, and um, all the recipe will be written out in the chat log for those who follow these things. Um, it, once you have this bag and it's working and you find somebody, I would add something personal of them. So let's say their hair or the fingernail clipping or maybe a little tiny shot of the photo of them put in the bag. Whatever you have of them is going to go in the bag. If you get to the point where you're having sex with them, you want to make a knot spell, you can take a, a string the length of their erect uh, penis, or if it's a woman, you would go from the clitoris to the anus, and you just want to string that long. And you're going to get some sexual fluids on that, mixed sexual fluids of both of you, and you're going to tie knots in And If you use um, condoms, you're going to have to actually do a little bit of fussing to get the two mixed together on your fingers and, and get them on the string and tie the knot. And um, that goes in the bag. That turns that bag into a nation sack. If you get any money from this person, just change. Put, the, to put a coin or two in the bag. That's to make sure they'll always give you money. And you can then keep the bag between your box spring and mattress. You don't have to carry it on you if you don't want to, but you can carry it all the time. So that's how, as things progress, how to keep working with that same bag that started as an attraction bag, but now has become a stay-with-me bag. But as long as you don't fix it for any one person, it stays an attraction bag. Now, if you fix it for one person, and then that breaks up and it doesn't work, you have to dispose of that bag by burning it and start all over again, because you cannot switch the bag. Once it has become fixed for one person, you cannot fix that bag for the next person. Understand what I mean, I hope. <laughs> okay, anybody have anything else to add? I love that working, and I do something very similar when I do cut and clear um, using two candles and cut and clear on one of the candles and attraction on the other. Um, and I place scissors in between to to attract and cut away. So um, beautiful way to work. And I love that it has the mojo bag component. And I love Ms. Kat's suggestion of how to further the work and once you've found someone. So beautiful. All right. I really appreciate all this. Um, okay. Well, thanks very much for calling. Now we're going to go on to the next part of our show. So um, I believe we are in just the right time to have our show continue with our beloved network schedule announcement.
The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix LeFay, Fridays, 1 to 2. And Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays, 7 to 8. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. And now it's time for our free spell segment with Deacon Millet of fouraltars.org in the high desert, California. Take it away, Deacon Millet. Uh, thank you, Dr. Jeremy. Well, um, I created this kind of set of spells for my clients who are sheltering in place with um, angry family members, with people that they just broke up with, so now they're having to stay in the same apartment, um, not speaking to each other, for um, active lovers who are having a hard time um, and sensing a rising anger and getting a little more argumentative as time goes by. So here are a variety of spells to do um, to help make this time better. The first one um, for sweetening the home is vanilla sugar. Uh, It's just extra fine baker's sugar, put in a mason jar, add a couple of nice large vanilla beans to it, and recite Psalm 23 over that. Let it stay for a while and then use it in all your baking to to sweeten the atmosphere. Um, We all need more sweetness at this time um, and certainly uh, some fixed sugar is a, a very good part of that. The second is if you for people who are also sheltering with heartache. Um, And this is the Heal My Heart Tea. Um, And you combine lemon zest, shredded ginger, hyssop flowers, lavender buds, and peppermint, and um, recite Psalms 51 over that. And um, this is a very soothing, um, healing, cleansing tea. Uh, and uh, will help relieve even anxiety over the current times. Um, To renew affection in the house when when things are a little stressed out, uh, I recommend uh, hot cocoa with either pumpkin pie spice or ground cardamom, just a sprinkle in there. Um, Or you can just put pumpkin pie spice and ground cardamom in uh, water on the stove and let it bubble. Um, and, and that scent, which uh, is, is very uh, romantically loving, will spread throughout the house. Um, if you're having insomnia or bad dreams, uh, you can reverse them. So for lucky and peaceful dreams instead, I recommend a sachet with lavender, calendula flowers, and hops inside. And you can uh, read Psalm 4 over that um, to activate it and hopefully have some nicer dreams. To cleanse your home and protect it, uh, I recommend a floor wash, um, a tea made from rosemary, basil, and rue. Um, And Psalms 29 is a good uh, thing to 
to read over that one um, to cleanse the home. And finally, I, I have a little spell to recommend that takes the, the ingredients from the sachet and the wash, those herbs together to form uh, a protective, loving spell for your home during this time. So take a white china plate, and on it, uh, we're going to put a blue or white cross candle in the center, and that will represent you and the loved ones in your home, um, and dress it with peaceful home oil. And then we want a circle of the lavender calendula flower hops mixture first, and then outside that circle, around the cross, we want the rosemary, basil, and rue. So we have um, the peaceful dreams being protected uh, by our cleansing and protection. And then outside of that, I would use either four purple um, or red helper candles on the outside, and I dress those with fiery wall of protection oil. And go ahead and, and light this a little while every day um, to draw in uh, the protective forces and to keep the home peaceful, centered, lucky, and dreaming well. Wow. I love, so the way you did, I love the way you did that. That's really great. Um, mm. The having the two circles of herbs um, around the yeah. uh, around the candle has real meaning. Um, now, you know this is um, the kind of work that when you're done, you're going to ask. Of course, we're going to ask Deacon Millen. So these candles are dressed and they're burning, and now you're all done. What are you going to do with those herbs when you're done? Well, for me, I would recommend a new white handkerchief, just very simple. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I would um, take the the herbs and wax leavings and I'd place them inside that. I would tie it off with a knot. And I would choose either the backyard or near the front door to bury it. It could also go to a graveyard, a crossroads. Um, Mm -hmm. But to me, it's something to be kept near the home. And if Mm -hmm. you're in an apartment, it's perfect to go inside of a potted plant of some kind, a fern, something that would keep that energy flowing. That's that's exactly what I wanted to hear. It's funny, I've been talking with people about potted plants uh, recently. it got a lot of you know calls that I'm getting, and people just you know I have I live in an apartment you know, and um, mm-hmm. they have no land. So yes, um, if you live in a townhouse type situation where there is land around you know lawn or bushes or whatever around the apartments, just consider your apartment chunk to be yours. Your, you know whatever. <laughs> but if you live in a place where all the apartment buildings just go to concrete and asphalt and there's nothing, get a potted plant, and. Um, any kind of potted plant would be, you know, uh, helpful. Uh, you can look up the meanings of potted plants at um, the AIR website. There's a section at readersandworkers.com about container spells, and it tells you about how to use container spells for um, for that kind of thing. And I 
personally think that um, if you can grow a plant that is spiny, it'll be more protective. It doesn't have to be a cactus. There are all kinds of spiny plants. If you can grow a plant that is a citrus, like a little miniature citrus, that's also more protective. But if you want to draw love to the home, you're going to draw, uh, put in some kind of flowering plant. It's all explained at the AIR website and uh, elsewhere, and you can also ask about it at the Lucky Mojo Forum, which is at forum.luckymojo.com. So thank you, Deacon Millet. That's really great. Potted plant spells rule. Loved it. Very cool. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're going to turn this over to Jeremy. He's going to give us our outro, and then we're going to come back on and all say goodbye in our each and several separate ways. Thank you, Miss Cat and Conjure Man Ollie, and thank you, Deacon Millet of FourAltars.org in the high desert of California for being our guest this week. We invite you to join us next week when our special guest from the Association of Independent Readers and Workers will be Reverend John St. Germain of the Divine Spiritual Harmony Church.com in Knoxville, Tennessee. He'll be bringing us the topic of how to keep your audience in suspense by not revealing the topic. Once again, we've come to the end of another Lucky Mojo Voodoo Rootwork Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California. You can find this at via the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and Conjurman Ali at theconjurman.com in Mission Viejo, California. I'm your announcer, Dr. Jeremy White. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour can be heard every week live on Blog Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and the shows are available in the archive via luckymojo.com backslash radioshow.html. For all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to thank you for being here and invite you to tune in once again next week at the same time when you will hear the familiar strains of the Memphis Jug Band playing the Jug Band Waltz. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you so much. I want to just thank everybody who has been in the chat room. A brief call out Doc Murphy, Dr. Swedes, Justin Sanders, Luminaria Star, uh, Miss Miranda Tarot, Miss Michael, Rue Wolf, Tony I, Triple Thread, Papa G, left a little bit earlier. And um, everybody has been wonderful in the chat. And um, oh my gosh, it's time to. Oh! Covet Gift 2 and good night. And Angela L., good night. <laughs> good night, all. Good night. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.